Howdy ho, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people who are mistaken and people who love the movie Taken. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Uh, based on your audience submissions, I was uh, the clear winner for favorite person to do the intros, so be uh, be looking forward to me doing this from now on at all times. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap all right well thank you very much for recording today uh i'll go ahead and give a quick apology to the audience um i made a mistake y'all and uh we'll we'll get more into mistakes later on in the show but i'll mm-hmm. go ahead and mention one of the first mistakes this episode is we recorded yesterday with uh with philip and i forgot to or i either forgot to save the episode or it somehow got corrupted and deleted at some point yeah i mean i think mistake number one was making this podcast but yeah after that, mistake number two was Paul then forgetting to save the audio. Well, mistake number one was either our parents ever meeting each other. That's true. Have children. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, mistake number one was Adrian. Adrian is famously in the lore of the Perez family a uh, a mistake baby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was it a religious thing or just like a no access to Planned Parenthood thing or just a ah, whatever things happen thing? Like, I think why it was they... a, like a whatever things happen. Like the story of it is that my parents told me because I think my parents are kind of like pretty blunt about those things. They don't like mm-hmm. once the, once I was like 10, they're like, yeah, or I think they told Dorley and then obviously Dorley told me. And I think Dorley tried to use it as like a ha ha, you were a mistake, baby. But like, I don't know, like I've never had any feelings any either way about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think my parents didn't care and I didn't really care. And uh, I think they were. um they they take the position of like no child's a mistake and i was like i don't know it sounds like you guys weren't planning on it but <laughs> uh yeah yeah that seems like a definitional thing on their end i mean like but you guys didn't mean to have another child before you had yeah, me, yeah, like. yeah i think at some point so this is a this is not like the mistake that i made where i just got too drunk and at some point we could edit that and make it into an episode I have my audio, so if you and Phil want to get together and try and replay what you guys remember saying <laughs> in response to everything that I said, we could theoretically try and get this one out too as a bonus episode. But yeah, yeah, I think I think I would be down for that. Actually, I'm gonna recontextualize everything you said to make it horrible. By oh, just it's like, like that finish. new terrible Reddit trend of like uh, ask me questions about a thing and then edit your question to make me look dumb. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We could we could do basically that with our podcast. That seems like not fun because if you don't see the original question, there's nothing really clever about it. Mm-hmm. If you're just like looking at that thread later. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Phil who can't come back for another episode because he's uh, hosting trivia tonight. Uh, yeah, shout out so to it's... Phil. Uh, he brought in a really good third segment. That was the sad- saddest part. Yeah. Uh, the-, the theme of the episode was board games. We didn't really have much good shit to say about board games. Honestly, everything about board games sucked, but he had a really good third segment. And I think the chat and... off top was pretty fun. And all the jokes about uh, rapper extraordinaire Harry Mack was good. We'll have yeah. to have him back on. You know what? Just in case that ends up being a big part of Phil's next guest appearance, go ahead and just familiarize yourself with Harry Mack as well. <laughs> yeah, everybody in this audience, listen to some Harry Mack, find out why it's kind of funny and corny to like him, and then Phil will come back on. <laughs> I also don't know how terrible the audio is that you got of that, but Phil said he would really appreciate it if we ended this episode with just that cold open that we did. 
Oh, okay. So there might be a cold open to this episode of Phil rapping some Harry Mack <laughs> style <laughs> bars. Some cool. peace, love, and positivity. Yeah, peace, love, positivity, baby. Um, okay, cool. And I think that yeah, I'm sorry you guys uh, missed a pretty a pretty fun one in parts, but uh, you're getting this one, and this one's gonna be just as good because Paul and I are professionals. We know how to do this. Yeah. We brought in the heavy hitters for this one today. We made the theme the last thing that happened to us. Mm-hmm. Also, Which... it means that Paul and I last spoke extendedly two days ago <laughs> about <laughs> most of what we had going on and most of what's been going on. So I don't know how to start this. Uh, do, you, do you want me to do you want to redo media roundups? No. Yeah, I watched uh, Hulu's new show about uh, teenagers living on a Native American reservation, reservation dogs. Uh, I guess it's good that we had to redo this because the third episode came out, and so now I think I can give it a slightly stronger recommendation. It's it's been pretty fun so far. I would I would check it out if you have the time. I think it's going to shape up to be a pretty good season of television. Um, then I watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which my whole breakdown of that was I thought it was a very good movie. It kept it captivated me for sure. Uh, at no point did I need to like look at my phone or was I like tempted to do anything besides watch what was going on because I was so intent on figuring out what the fuck was going on in this weird movie. But I just didn't think it was actually very scary. So I, I think it didn't really deliver on that end. And so mm. still a good movie. Uh, I think I'm going to try and watch Dogtooth, his, one of his other films sometime soon. But uh, I'd recommend it for, uh, I think, uh, people who want a little bit more of like a, an art housey type movie. Um, and then Super Eyepatch Wolf uh, on YouTube released a, a really good video about the manga Tepu, which had uh, a lot of connections to general martial arts and uh, UFC and um the technique of like brazilian jiu-jitsu versus like more strike-based combat and it's it's a fun video it's, it's informative it's fun and uh, as always insightful from john cool good stuff mm-hmm. um and then i watched the movie clueless um that, oh yeah that forgot was a banger. About that. right right yeah uh a real banger i'd never seen it before and damn yeah it's funny it's a good time it's a good movie and then nothing about a, a certain Will Smith uh, comedy from the from the early aughts. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've uh, I I often um, often talk about Hitch. It's one of those ones where I was kind of wondering if it uh, where if it held up. So I went back and watched it, and it does. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, okay, yeah. So that was my media roundup: Clueless and Hitch. Nice classics. All right, Paul, you want to get into the theme? Let's get into it. All right. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. And I've apologized. I went ahead and, uh, you know, I owned up. And then, to make things better, I sent Phil a text message from one of my friends calling him sexy. So, for context for the audience, apparently multiple friends of ours have now just, like, formed crushes on Phil based on his two audios. Which I think is fair. He's a charming lad. Yeah, that's true. I, I I can't fault him for it. I can't fault him for being so likable and funny on this podcast that people are falling for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if you didn't, if you if you if you didn't need to apologize to Phil, would you have withheld that information? <laughs> is that the implication? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't build people up unless I've torn them down a little. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you also send him an edible arrangement? <laughs> We're not having this argument on pod, so you could be wrong again, Adrian. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I don't know. Are we keeping score? Are we are we one to one with mistakes at this point, or have I still made like one or two more than you? I think, I think because it's probably too hard to size them, 
and then mm. compare accurately. We've both made two big mistakes, and we've both made spatterings of smaller mistakes. It's true. We do make a lot of mistakes. We do make a surprising amount of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Have you made any big mistakes in your regular life as of recently? I mean, other than just the general direction you decided to take from childhood. Yeah, I was about to say, I think the trajectory's been off this entire time. <laughs> um, I think I've made a lot of financial mistakes in my life. Um, mm. Because I, re- I very vividly remember this, which is one of my managers at Trader Joe's told me a story about how a gorilla got out at one point while they were working at the zoo, which is one of his previous jobs at Riverbanks. And one of the workers, like got into a tussle of some sort i don't think it was like a fight i don't think he was like the gorilla's getting close to me i'm gonna start fighting him i think it was like uh the gorilla chased him down and he broke his like femur at in some point during the uh thing and so essentially the story was that like he got like a huge money amount he got a huge like deposit of money from the lawsuit against his employer of like twenty thousand dollars and we were talking about it and he was like yeah the guy didn't really have a plan for what to do with it so he just like spent it all on drugs and like lost it in a few years and I was like, damn, if that ever happens to me, I'm like going to do something really smart with that money. Nope. Got hit by a car, got a pretty big payout from a lawsuit and uh, <laughs> spent it all on going out to bars every night. My senior year of college <laughs> um, really should have done something more smart with that money. And I should continue to do something more smart with my money. But I have, I have a 401k, you know, I have savings. That's the really sad statistic, right? Is like how many Americans don't even have a savings account. Mm-hmm. I have one. There's a there's a couple bucks in it. Uh, what about you, Paul? Any, any other kind of realms of mistakes that you've made? Romantic, uh, business, uh, life, uh, family. Did you ever? Did you ever pass up on an opportunity you should have taken? Oh yeah, all the time, almost certainly. Because mm-hmm. you and I both didn't travel abroad at any point during undergrad, right? As like part of like a study abroad thing. Oh no, I didn't do that. Yeah, I tried to once, but couldn't afford it. But I feel like there are probably ones where I could have applied for more scholarships or something for it. And then in general, I think I've probably passed up because of low confidence on a lot of girls who've liked me in the past. Yeah, I had one of those things uh, where I was too focused on graduating and moving on to grad school that I sometimes I kind of regret that I should have maybe focused more on a romantic thing that was developing at the time. Yeah. I think I literally just like, despite being super into that girl before we started dating or going on just a single date, uh, I was just like, well, we're just kind of both wrapping things up. So I'm going to focus on grad school. And man, maybe I shouldn't have because this is not that great. <laughs> 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 hey what are you talking about you're in davis working with bees california infecting them with baby. you know bee bee colds and bee fevers and bee covid um talking about mistakes and this pod there's definitely tons of mistakes made throughout pronunciation pronunciation factual. i mean as much as i love the uh rapper horse thing i know that i was I spoke too flippantly about Eminem not being, like, really into battle rap, or obviously he was, like, he did it for a long time, but I think I said something off the cuff of, like, people have done battle rap a couple of times, and I don't know why I said that, like, why I made that mistake in the moment. I make so many mistakes like that while we're we're doing Mm. this pod that, like, are not big enough to take out, but are enough to be, like, when I listen through again, being like, ugh, maybe I should have just taken that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We're we're very, we speak with a lot of confidence for two people who don't know that much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the, just the nature of speaking off the cuff like this. Is there stuff where, like, I know what the answer is if you, like, ask me more directly, but in the moment, I just... And then you think about it, and it's like, I assume every conversation you ever have is equally as inaccurate as these conversations we're having, but because they're recorded, it's like, oh, damn. Like, when when you have receipts, it just mm. becomes like, it, it becomes like nails on a chalkboard to hear yourself be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, something Phil talked about, uh, not to go back to Media Roundup, 
But something Phil talked about during that mistake I made yesterday when I deleted his audio, he did talk about the new Boldy James Alchemist album, uh, Bo Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's a follow-up to their other collab, The Price of Tea in China. Phil gave it really high marks, and I have to say, I listened to it between then and now, and I agree. Freaking incredible album. I want to say it's better than The Price of Tea in China. I gotta listen to both of those. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, he came through on it. They both came through. Well, you gotta, I mean, there's no no doubt in Alchemist. Yeah, I know. You know, I was talking to Phil about this yesterday, but, uh... Have you been following the uh, the Big Crit uh, mixtape saga? No. Uh, so essentially, uh, if you don't know how like samples work, a lot of up and coming artists, um, I'm talking to the audience, not you, Paul. A lot of up and coming artists uh, use samples that aren't actually cleared. And there's a lot of music from like early days of hip hop. Like I was listening to a podcast with LP where his uh, first group's album is only available on YouTube because they never got around to getting all the samples cleared and stuff. And so they can't be put on streaming services because they're legally not allowed. Um, and so Big Crit has the same issue where he has a lot of like early mixtapes that people really love and enjoy uh, that he can't put on streaming, but he finally got the rights to a lot of them. And I was interested in listening to them, but someone did point out all of the things of like, this song that's really good didn't make it onto the mixtape. This song that's really good didn't make it to streaming. When you listen mm. to this song, they had to change the beat entirely because they couldn't get it clear because it was a Marvin Gaye sample. Uh, this song, like all of the really cool vocal samples are taken out because those couldn't be cleared on this song. The whole like melody is taken out. And so it just made it seem like such a depressing kind of uh, such a hard fought win that came with so many concessions that it almost made me lose interest in like going to check them out because uh, you don't even know which songs are actually left fully intact. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to listening to them at some point, but. That's how I feel about the, uh, De La Soul's been teasing it for years. They're always they just talking got their, about, uh, masters. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were always talking about how they're about to release their old discography on streaming, this and that. And I've been, like, I've, I feel like I've been looking forward to it before and it didn't happen. So I'm yeah. going to wait for it to actually drop to get my, uh, to get excited about it. But yeah, they did just recently say that it should be happening soon. Um, I don't know. I'd be crushed if uh, Balloon Mind State is my favorite from mm-hmm. them. I, I feel like I'd be crushed if that changed too much. But actually, would I be crushed? No. I guess I would just have to keep listening to it on YouTube instead of. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> I just I'm not listening to I'm not listening to an album on YouTube. I don't know. That's like the worst experience of having to like you know, unless it's an yeah. album where you really like listening to it all the way through. It just seems like way. It's just not made for that. I don't, like, well, I don't... you know, I'm not. I'm not a troglodyte whatever that is that you used it earlier i don't even know but so yeah i listen to full albums when i listen to music but like yeah you know some of us have class and culture and you know respect for the artist yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's why you recommended clueless and hitch today that makes sense uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so anyways uh yeah like lp saying that it was going to take maybe like another year and a half like it's it's a back burner side project for him to get company flows uh stuff cleared uh it's just a lot of work and a lot of hassle well, I'm sure for the artist, when you're like LP's size or big crit size, it's a lot more about hiring the right people. I don't know how involved they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless I mean, I guess it's start- like the biggest thing is them deciding how much effort to put into certain samples and stuff. Yeah. 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 Unless they decide, yeah, to change the music so that they can get around some unreasonable requests right. for for profit sharing. Yeah. Cool. I think we didn't have a lot to say about mistakes, so we found something that interested us more to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it for the theme? Are we going into articles? Yeah, let's jump into articles. Do you want to go uh, Primero or Segundo? I'll go second. Bottom of the first, it's on me. Paul, I'm starting to think that there is a theme to the Ask E. Gene advice column. 
because this, like the last time we brought in Eugene, is basically a testament to how you should never trust any men. All men are terrible, and they're all trying to kill you. Are you ready for this one? I am. Ask Eugene. My husband is trying to poison me. It's hard to believe, but from my coffee to my shampoo, I suspect he's been adding stuff. What do I do? Do you like how that rhymed? Yeah, you think it's on purpose? That was bars. Probably. Probably a side effect of the poisoning. Any thoughts off top or you want to just get into it? <laughs> no, but I did like that. <laughs> that it's a side effect of the poisoning. It's a, <laughs> that seems like a very charming poison. <laughs> it makes you very whimsical. <laughs> it's like one of those things like when they go back and they... Uh, in the Salem Witch Trials, and they say it was really like LSD. It's like they go back and they're like, actually, right under Dr. Seuss's house, there was a big methane leak. Big, uh, <laughs> there's a big leak of this poison that makes rhyming the only way somebody could communicate. Dear E. Jean, it's hard to believe, but I think my husband is trying to poison me. Part of me worries that I'm paranoid and may be imagining it, but the facts present a different story. I suspect he's putting something in my coffee. I notice it smells funny, and when I drink it, my eyes get super puffy and swollen. I suspect he's also adding stuff to my lotions and bath products, which created brown discolorations on my skin. My legs look as if they're covered in snakeskin. My arms are as dry as cracked earth. Same with my shampoos. Whatever he's putting in them makes my hair extremely dry and knotted. These are expensive, high-end products, and I know from my experience that they work well. My suspicions have been further aroused since he started ranting about my using chemicals. I've now switched to drinking tea have left decoy shampoos and skin products in my bathroom, and have hidden my good products. My hair and skin improved almost overnight. Last month, I purchased a small camera and hid it in the bathroom, but I think he discovered it and he deleted the files. So I moved it to a new location and he put something in front of the lens. I need help. I've been married to this man for 11 years. I don't know what to do. I'm freaked out. I have a successful career and I own a significant amount of assets. He doesn't work. Obviously, if he did want to kill me, he's had plenty of chances so far. So my questions... Can you suggest a camera that might be more user-friendly and more easily concealed? Do you know a good lab where I can send the products to have them tested for tampering? Should I go to the police before I have proof? From Losing Sleep. Oh my god. <laughs> Clearly, her advice is going to be anything. It's not going to be how to do a spy versus spy situation. To no, I love them. that idea. That Like, the first third of it is just her doing reviews of the GoPro versus, like, a Flickr or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome that she thought that would be part of the advice. Um, honestly, I don't know a lot about poisons. I don't know a lot about poisoning people. If you know, Paul knows to... about venom. Paul doesn't know about poison. Yeah, exactly. Um, somebody's trying to poison. If there's somebody's, it made more sense at the beginning when he was trying to poison her. I thought it was like a really vindictive guy who was really like into like eating healthy and stuff, and he was upset that she was intaking caffeine and using chemicals. Mm. So he was like using light poisons to try to prove a point mm -hmm. like things that were more allergens than poisons i was like oh that sounds like something a psychopath would do mm -hmm. um but then when she said he was trying to kill her it's like then it kind of stopped making sense because it's like he was trying to kill you with something that gives you a light rash on your leg i don't know what his plan was for trying to kill you for your money by using like small additives to your Death lotion by a thousand cuts yeah yeah was is that his plan like i'm gonna slowly like the toxins will build up in her system over time. That's a very good point. Maybe that's part of his, like, how I don't get caught, like, thing. But, like, it seems like, you know, you could do a one and done with the coffee if you had the right thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense to use something like that's a skin-based poison. That... 100%, I'm on her side, but could you imagine if, like, the weird thing is that he started buying oat milk instead of, like, regular milk, and she was like, my coffee tastes terrible. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, and this is one of those situations where it's so absurd. It's she's probably right. I mean, something is going on. She's probably right, but if she's not right, it might just be a mental Ill- like it's so crazy that the usually mental illness is probably not a good way to explain these questions, yeah. but like this is so absurd that it's like it's in the percentage chance of being real as it's a percentage chance of somebody just happening to be mentally ill. But what about so. like the um the this the, the little experiment of like putting out decoy shampoos using other shampoos and stuff and her yeah. like skin clear. Well that'd up. be part of her that'd be part of her mental illness, right? That would be kind of a placebo mm. effect thing. Like she thinks she's getting poisoned and then she thinks she did something that should stop it, so she's no longer gonna get these like forced rashes. My advice, time machine back to eleven years, get a prenub. The other thing that I wanted to say is I think that her idea of getting proof is smart. Because I think one of the other things we've learned from E. Jean's column is that if you go to the police with most matters, they'll just say, yeah, nothing we can do about that, toots. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the last one? It was like the woman who was being stalked by 20 private detectives. Yeah, and, and she was just like, the that's technically, Ill- that's not illegal. <laughs> and they're like, lady, don't waste our time. We got some black kids to harass. <laughs> lady, there's a little black kid trying to sell water bottles in the street. <laughs> Lady, why are you wasting our time with these private detectives who are harassing you day or night? There's some black teenagers trying to go to a white community pool. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's why I think that her idea of gathering evidence isn't totally ridiculous. But I think it's funny that that's if that if that's what you write into the advice column for is like, can you suggest to me a good camera? (laughs) (laughs) That is such a funny. Gene's just like, you know, this one's got more megapixels, but this one's going to be able to film for longer. And then this one has like a better frame rate. <laughs> it's like if she ended the question with, so what do you think? Should I start going to Starbucks so that <laughs> like, <laughs> like, lady, this is not your problem. The camera that you got <laughs> or how to videotape your husband is not the problem in this right. situation. What are her three questions? A camera that's more user friendly and more easily concealed. Do you know a good lab where I can send the products to get them tested for tampering? <laughs> Uh, which that's great. That's like a Seinfeld that w- episode where like they're trying to do the frozen yogurt that has no sugar in it or whatever, or sets fat free <laughs> and Cosmo switches up the samples. <laughs> that one actually makes sense, but send it to the goddamn police or like a, like a lab that, I mean, I think for, you know, that I don't want to brag, but I think I could probably get like an inside like connection to someone who knows how to do this kind of stuff and just get it done in the community. Oh, I definitely could. I do know someone who can do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, should I go to the police before I have proof? I think we answered that one pretty clearly, which I think is maybe make them aware of it so that when they make the documentary, they can be like, the police knew that this was happening, but they did nothing about it. But that's about the best you're going to get from going to the police. (laughs) Oh, my God. Poisoning her own husband isn't going to help with this situation, is it? No, this is is not one (laughs) where they should just do the, how do I (laughs) get private detectives on him? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll just make it sure. I'm just making sure we covered all our bases. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she doesn't sound like the most intelligent person in the world, so maybe she doesn't know about this, but she needs to check his browser history for Mm -hmm. poison, (laughs) first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Well, no, he's just a really big fan of classic rock. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so he he probably- poison space substance. Space how to kill life. No, he's just- space. okay, never mind, right? I was gonna say, that's just his favorite Pokemon type. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Adrian. 
It's an odd one. It's an odd one. I think... I don't want to be stereotypical, but I think you should leave him. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I think she should leave him. I think if you are if you don't trust him enough that you think he could potentially be trying to poison you, it's not That's that the other part of it, right? Place. Is like, she doesn't mention any, like, what their troubles are. Aside from saying that he's a financial, in, potentially incentive, nothing about what their relationship's like, nothing about, like, has things soured over the years, nothing of, like, we got married because, you know, whatever, like, it wasn't really about love. Like, there's nothing here that, like explains why this would be happening now after 11 years yeah imagine living with somebody you trust so little it's kind of like a horrifying predicament so many people find themselves in another good a24 movie right here Mm. yeah this almost certainly has to be made as a story right like arsenic and old lace 1944 we watched in my english class for some reason paul you ready for the answer yeah all right to losing my love Good lord, let me get this straight. Your husband is putting god knows what, lie on your loofah, mercury in your moose. Is that really what she's doing? <laughs> That's really what she's spending her time with writing this article? <laughs> it wasn't like a really quick response about going to the police. It was her trying to figure out the good alliterations she could use. Wait, no. So she did an alliteration in response to the question where the title was rhyming? What yeah. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> What is this Mickey Mouse bullshit? <laughs> what is this Mickey Mouse ass bullshit? Uh, lie on your loofah, mercury in your moose. Uh, and do you want a good lab? You want a more user-friendly camera? <laughs> I know this has thrown you for a loop, Miss Losing. I know unhappy wives shoot more film of scheming husbands than Alfred Hitchcock. A also, recent- why did she think E. Jean would know about cameras? <laughs> did we talk about that? Like, had she used e. to be a journalist. herself as like, uh, okay. Yeah. A recent front page story in the Wall Street Journal headlined Spy Gear Arms Race wasn't about the CIA. It was about connubial espionage, which I believe is probably a fancy word for marriage-based. I need to look that up. Yeah, relating to marriage. Trust me, your lawyer will have the products tested. But really, now... If you got a video of this chump because you think he's trying to murder you, does it matter what the tests reveal? Your marriage is finished. Fortunately, you possess the significant assets to get rid of the man and perhaps send him to jail. That is, we hope you still have the assets. You are about to take a trip to the bank, pack up the evidence, parentheses, you won't soon be coming back, and go see if your accounts are in order. A husband who tampers with a wife's moisturizers will tamper with her money. While you're at the bank, after you've looked into your investments, retirement funds, etc., now may be the time to move resources from any joint accounts into your personal ones, strike his name from credit cards, and so on. After going to the bank, visit your attorney, your new matrimonial attorney, and give her the shampoos, bum bath oils, a copy of the hard drive of your husband's computer, detailed notes on his rants about chemicals, and so forth. She'll accompany you when you go to the police. Good luck, and keep in touch. Note. No one is ever quite sure of their husbands these days. It may turn out the fella was putting castor oil in your coffee in a flaky attempt to protect you from the chemicals. If so, you and I will roll up our sleeves and get started on solving that problem. So there's a weird note about maybe he's just going, maybe he's the crazy one. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe he's worried about the bad chemicals, so he's like replacing it with this weird like organic stuff that's like just... Maybe it's one of those things where because he doesn't work and he just spends all day at home, he's just getting really into conspiracy theories. Uh, all right, yeah, Paul, thoughts on that answer? No, not many thoughts. It, it seemed good, right? I don't, I don't take issue with it. Yeah. Seemed like a good answer. Makes sense. It's the only sensible answer, I would say. 
No, no, no. There's also buy a smaller, more secretive camera mm. and hide it better. Okay. You want to you wanna let us know how that related to making mistakes? What do you mean? She made a mistake in choosing that husband. He's trying to kill her. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you ma- maybe she'd made a mistake in her camera purchasing abilities. That's true. That's also true. There's a lot of mistakes <laughs> in here. Uh, also, there was at least one grammar mistake in here. So lots of mistakes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think it's a mistake to write into an advice column when you have life or death situations going on. <laughs> maybe that's just me. <laughs> Ask Eugene. There's currently a man breaking into my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest Eugene. All right, so I'm bringing in Ask a Manager, written by Allison Green, somebody we've brought in a couple times at this point. Um, So this one is titled, I sent an angry response to work email. Was I in the wrong? My question is, if I was actually the toxic party, how can I recover from this? If I was in the right, I will have to start job hunting due to the toxic workplace culture at my company. I will admit to having a very direct communication style, and this is especially true when I'm angry. But I do not believe I should be required to provide a lot of fluff when I let someone know that I feel violated. The incident began when I was forwarded an email that was sent to my boss, his boss, and his boss. A lot of men being bosses at this company. Maybe you should think about that too, lady. That's that's a little That seems like a toxic uh, place. The email erroneously stated that I had not taken a required training course that I most certainly had taken. I replied to the original sender that I had taken the course, attached the transcript of courses I'd taken, and asked that a correction be sent to my boss's boss's boss. I received a reply saying the data had been pooled 2.5 days before the email was sent and before I took the class. That is when I became angry because those who sent it knew it might be inaccurate and sent it to my company's second highest executive anyway, without any reference to its potential inaccuracy. I said there was no disclaimer on the data presented in the email. It appeared that I still had not taken the class even after I had done so, and I explained that I felt quite violated because it had been sent to such a high-level manager. I added that since the report was sent even though it was known to possibly be outdated, with no indication that it could be incorrect, a correction needed to be sent. All hell broke loose. Even though I was the one who was maligned, I was told that I had taken the training later than required. True, but irrelevant to the issue. And the first time in 4.5 years in the company, I've been late. And that my email was harsh and unnecessary. I refused to acknowledge wrongdoing because I was not insulting. I was direct and firm, but did not personally attack her. I do not believe I even came close to crossing a civility line. It feels very much like I was being gaslighted. First, blame the person who was wrong. Then bring up irrelevant wrongdoing on the part of the wrong person to prove it was all deserved. And last, but not least, don't discuss the email with the person who sent it. Get half the executive management of the company, almost literally in this case, decide with you and have someone else confront her. I believe that if I were male instead of female, I never would have been spoken to about this incident. When a man has written such things, women in my company are told, that's just the way it is. That's just the way he is. Don't take it personally. I'm still furious. No details have been omitted. Am I toxic and need to eat crow? Or am I working in a toxic corporate culture and need to find another job? What what What's your opinion of her diction in this question? I, it, it seemed like she was trying to sound very formal. I can see that she's somebody who prides herself on writing like really long emails with a lot of details. I guess I don't 
really have the experience of a woman, so I can't say, but is it violating to have a mistake made to one of your upper bosses? Oh, no. She's absolutely insane. This is way out of... (laughs) This is completely unnecessary on her part. These emails, especially in a company that has a boss's boss's boss, which means they have hundreds of employees, means that... And that's only the second level. So if she's like an L... That would make her like an L4 or L5 or whatever. Mm. Companies that have that many levels have hundreds of employees and they have automated systems for these things. She got an automated email that happened to go to her. Like there's some sort of rule in the automation that says when somebody's Mm -hmm. this many days overdue, it automatically sends an email to your boss and their boss. Right. She is completely like she took this way too seriously. I bet you the guy didn't even open it or take note of it. He has too Mm -hmm. many people under him to care about who's late on their training. Mm -hmm. It's just meant to be like a, Hey, get this done Mm -hmm. thing. It's just kind of supposed to, she really misplayed her hand in this situation. You cannot react like that to an email like that. I think she's super fucking valid. I think that she, (laughs) uh, I think she's right about how if a man had written an email that way. And, um, I think she needs to, uh, go work for like a, like a vegan bakery or something. That's true. I will say that after she like got upset at the person, which she should have definitely not, she should have done the training. Nobody was ever going to mention it to her. Like, I don't know why she thought this like even reflected on her poorly. Nobody was ever going to mention this. Mm-hmm. She could have just logged into whatever training site they used on the training. At least that's how it would have worked at the companies I've been at. Mm-hmm. Um, this definitely was not like something anybody took note of. She's definitely turned a nothing into a something. Mm-hmm. Um, but after she did send that email, the fact that they argued with her and that somehow this has gotten escalated to be now like multiple executives are attached to this issue is like a hilarious mishandling of the situation, which might not be all her. It might legitimately be this person also being too sensitive to. Mm. Would you describe any of this as all hell breaking loose? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's, I guess, like, the other person ended up feeling defensive because she insisted they have to apologize to the executive, mm-hmm. which an actual personally written mail from that guy would reflect badly on him. So that's why he was like, like, he was probably like, no, I'm not going to email this guy. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's so weird to ask me to email the, the the second highest executive at the company to ask me to, or, like, mm-hmm. to send him a personal email saying, don't worry, this lady's a good girl. She didn't do anything bad. <laughs> So her insisting that he email the second highest executive is also like a very weird request that just doesn't really make sense in the corporate environment. Yeah, um, yeah, it, she's it, definitely just like misplaying her hands here. I don't think she understands like power, how these things are structured. It seems like she has a real vendetta and a sense of justice about how this should operate. Yeah. And a real misunderstanding of what reflects poorly on who, like... That email would not have reflected poorly on her. What does reflect poorly on her mm-hmm. is it's throwing a little shit fit about something that is probably considered unimportant by everybody involved. How how is it un how is it irrelevant to the issue that she Okay, I see what she's saying. So she finished it later than she was supposed to, but by the time the email was sent, it was still after she had done the training. Yes. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't know, man. My, my company is real L1. We got, we got like two levels to it, maybe. <laughs> um, 
so this is all above my pay grade but uh this is real office drama <laughs> this is real so, office shit dog yeah i mean this I, is I, just I, like the office you should uh, my advice is uh, give a wonky look to the camera <laughs> um did you uh do you, have you ever had anything like this happen to you no because i i think i'm pretty good at just like really like sliding under the radar i don't mm-hmm. i don't engage with things like this it's just kind of embarrassing you know yeah no i totally agree with you on your take on how she's doing this this seems very um she's very much blowing this out of, uh, i guess molten out, mountain out of a molehill would be the yeah way to describe this yeah. um and is it because she's a female that it's well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Part, how to, I don't know what to make of the whole gender dynamic of it. Yeah, the part where she says half the executive team is in on this, like the fact. I mean, that is it shouldn't have gotten that big, but it's from what it sounds like. It sounds like she's been a part of like continuously escalating this nothing thing. So it's like I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a gender thing because it seems like you and the guy are both really like oddly, like allowing this to continue so the fact that multiple executives have had to get involved is it is embarrassing it's embarrassing mm-hmm. for both of y'all like not, this shouldn't have escalated i mean my um, advice is i think i've said this before but watch that mike birbiglia special that's all about him like getting t-boned in that car accident and like the police officer writing the report saying that he was the one at fault and him spending like an entire year of his life trying to like learn law and like talk to lawyers getting like the police officer yeah. to admit that he was wrong and then it, but the story in, ends in that being, case, like, it was something where he actually like lost five thousand dollars, which makes sense. That is a way bigger actual loss. But than, the end, the message at the end of it, yeah. the, the special is, I just gave, I gave up on it. Yeah, you had to let it's it go. A, it's same message as uh, Frozen. Let it go. Same message as Eric, the architect's uh, latest DP. I don't know if I would go as far to say this lady's insane or crazy like Paul, who's always trying to paint women Adrian, as hysterical, but. Uh, what were you saying? I mean, we just paused the audio for a second so it, it, the mics didn't catch you, but what were you just saying about her being bossy? I said that she was being a boss bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was saying that I heard, uh, I was listening to Lizzo's rumors today, and I was <laughs> like, I heard a rumor that this girl's a boss bitch, and the rumors are true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was what was what was that thing you were just saying with your eyes to me, like you know, smizing. with the glint of your eyes about how she deserves seventy percent of her male colleagues' pay? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying she deserves all of the value that her labor has added. I was talking about labor theory of value. I was not talking about <laughs> sexist pay methods. Okay, sorry. You know, you know. Sometimes I get lost in those. I was talking I, about how she's being exploited by her boss. What are our ideas for her? How does she solve this? Oh, I think getting I mean, a new job because you've embarrassed yourself incredibly. Yeah, but outside of actually answering her question, what? How can she keep this job and salvage her reputation? What does she oh, need to I do? I was hacked. I was hacked. Yeah, <laughs> and they did my job perfectly well for two days while also just and the only thing they did was send some embarrassing emails i left my facebook open someone came up and put a status about how i'm gay and so they also had access to my email and they did that too i say if you're working in a sexist workplace lean into the advantages of sexism so just be like i'm a little lady i don't know what my mind does i was on my period <laughs> that's what you should do mercy me <laughs> my oh my these california summers when i get heated i get the vapors and i just type whatever i type yeah lord <laughs> paul you ever uh, sent in a, any, an angry email at my last company there was like a couple like 
towards the end of my last company when I was kind of just getting like generally frustrated with with everybody's attitude there and just like the general way the company was being run I just started sending very flippant emails when I was frustrated mm. I just remember one time asking like putting in a request for something and it didn't like they were put were like oh it's gonna take 10 days for us to fill out this request and I was like can we get this done quicker? It's We need it quicker than 10 days. Very common thing at my last company. It's a very shitty, stupid company. The guy emailed me back this long email like, this is not fair to us or the team. This is exactly how much time it takes for us, exactly what we state in the service now ticket. You cannot expect for us to make special accommodations because you didn't take care of your stuff in mm. time. And he sent me this big email about how I should have been on top of things. And then I just responded, like, one line with, like, everybody, like, all the managers and everybody attached, like, that was, like, implicated in this, like, just high up in the company, like, all the way managers, managers, all that. I was just like, hey, guys, this won't get done because because we can't get this quicker than that, uh, according to this guy. And so I sent the email of him yelling at me to everybody <laughs> implicated and just was like hey so this won't be possible this guy saying we can't get it quicker than 10 days and then he also just replied okay we'll make an exception damn paul just swinging his big dick around i mean i think his thing was he thought i probably wouldn't do that because it's supposed to be embarrassing for me or something i just mm -hmm. did not care i was just like fuck off that's got such big teacher energy of the teachers in uh like high school and middle school who had the um a lack of preparedness on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part like yeah he was trying to pull that but then once yeah. i put in the people who like your manager still wants it on time whether yeah, it was yeah. my fault or his <laughs> yeah. so once i've started attaching everybody it's like what is he gonna do Get, stay with the line that he's not gonna give it to me of course he's gonna be like okay i'll i'll, I'll get it done in time mm. because people want it like he can fuck off with his little like ranty rant Man, dude, that's the that's the weirdest thing to me about like really bureaucratic companies is just like the way that everyone wants to wield the minimal amount of power that they can <laughs> over other people. <laughs> that seems so exhausting. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's just like how that company was run was just like it was like you couldn't send emails to people. People wanted everything put in through service now tickets, and it's like well, this level of bureaucracy is absurd. Like we work mm -hmm. at the same company, and you refuse to talk to me. You want me to send in a service now ticket to. Mm -hmm to get something done all right well i think we're ready for the answer let's get into the I've answer i never sent an angry email it's not really happening stories about that just the one email where i was threatened with legal action but other than that allison green's answer it sounds like you're really overreacting it's really normal to pull this kind of a list a couple of days before it's sent out in this case it was a list of people who had missed the training deadline so it makes sense that you were on there because you had indeed missed the deadline even though you then took the course in the two days that followed you could have rectified the situation by replying to correct the record, which you did, and asking your boss to issue any correction she felt would be necessary to the managers above her. Your boss is better positioned to know if that sort of correction is even necessary. There's a good chance that it isn't. If I got an email telling me that an employee three levels down hadn't met the deadline for a required training, I'd either assume the person's direct manager would handle it, since they were also on the email, or if I was concerned, I'd ask the manager about it, at which point I'd be told the training had happened problem solved. I'd then spend literally no farther time thinking about it, unless it tied into some larger problem. It's not a big deal. Replying that you felt violated by this is a lot. Oh, this, okay. I did not expect Allison Green to pick up on that diction like I did. That is not something that should typically come up at work in the context of routine emails, like ones about training deadlines. 
People are going to see the initial email as a very minor thing, even with its error, but will see your reaction as hugely disproportionate. That is not helpful for you. It means you will have much less capital and credibility the next time something bothers you, and it can make people see you as touchy and difficult to work with. Having a direct communication style is fine, as long as you're aware of how to operate effectively within the culture you work in. But especially when I'm angry, it's problematic when you're at work. Anger should rarely be a thing you're expressing at work, particularly in regard to routine interactions like this one. At work, you're expected to not take things like this personally. You've got to be able to deal with annoying stuff without losing your cool. To be clear, there can be some things at work that warrant a strong reaction, although usually still a strong, controlled reaction. It's just that this was minor. You could be right that if you were a man, you wouldn't have been criticized for your emails. Lots of companies have sexist double standards like that. But a man should be criticized for a message like this, for all the reasons above. If men in your company are sending over-the-top emails with no repercussions, that's a problem. That said, because your assessment of the email you sent is off, it's hard to know if it's comparable to what men are sending. If it is, that's a legitimate beef. It's not irrelevant that you took the training late. You did take the training late. One consequence of that is that you might be included on a list of people who didn't take the training on time, even if that list is two days out of date. But also, being erroneously included on that list is not a big deal. This isn't a list of people who should be fired or demoted. It's a list of people who need to take a training. You can just note that you've now completed it. Done. Finished. Resolved. You've not been maligned. That's a very strong word for a minor administrative thing. Or violated. Ditto. Ultimately, this is all a very big reaction to a very small thing. The best thing you can do is let it go. Hey, let it go. <laughs> um, I think for once, Alison Green's muted, laid-back, professional advice kind of hit it bang on. You got how this uh, related to mistakes, right? She made, a mi- she made a mistake by taking the training late. They made a mistake by sending her the email. Because she had mistakes. technically done the training at that point, and she made a mistake by escalating the issue. This was mm. full of mistakes. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, third seggy. Paul, you got a third seggy? I do have a third seggy. So we're talking about mistakes today, Adrian. Mm-hmm. And I think everything we haven't had an opinion on is a mistake, and also it's a missed take. So mm. this podcast has only been coming out since 2020. That's a lot of years of things people haven't gotten to hear our opinions on. Mm-hmm. A lot of mistakes out there. Roughly so, 14 billion point four years. And I've decided to just concentrate on the last uh, decade. What if so this is how got... you found out that I was a young Earth creationist? And I was like, roughly 6,000 <laughs> years of stuff that we missed out on. <laughs> um, so we're concentrating on the last decade, 10 years, 2010 to 2019. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So 10 years of mistakes, and one because for each year. I think you forgot to mention that one of the motivations for this is that people love our takes. People love our takes. And people they are saying, more. Paul and Adrian, we want more takes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you guys are the new Jesus and Mero. You guys are the modern day Jesus <laughs> and Mero. <laughs> Except the Latino one says the N-word way less than in Jesus and Mero. <laughs> Do you think that's why AOC went on Jesus and Mero? So that when her N-word tape leaks, she could go, whoa, 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 whoa. I learned it from them. I learned it from you, Mero. <laughs> All right, Adrian. So, I mean, this isn't a game. There's no scoring. This isn't a quiz. We we don't we don't play no games. We're not playing no games here. We're just gonna give our takes each 
of the things that happened these years. I feel that we like since you know what on. they are, you get to have a more developed take on all these. But so oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't develop interesting opinions on these. Okay. I just thought they were hashtag free Britney. 2011, very similar sort of news. Uh, Obama announces tan suit. The... Obama announces the assassination of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> very similar news. Wait, he announces the intention or the completion? He announces the completion of the act of completing Osama bin Laden's life through nice. Kinetic and that's Force. when we left Afghanistan? <laughs> that's it, baby! <laughs> Mission accomplished! <laughs> oh my god, dude. Shout out to Liza Featherstone, columnist who uh, had a video today on Jacobin Drop about how Obama's the worst ex-president ever. <laughs> I know. Do, do you not get really excited when you see Liza Featherstone on Jacobin now? I, I kind of <laughs> do, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, though. It doesn't come across in her writing, but she has a very slow way of speaking that people do not seem to enjoy oh damn yeah she's a I real mean, mean you know angry. on the youtube videos you can just click on the bottom right times two speed that's true that might actually that might actually help her quite a bit um but yeah killing of osama bin laden okay so we didn't get out of afghanistan after that i mean we killed him in pakistan but mm-hmm. okay uh any other mistakes did you have a take at the time were you one of the people i remember at the time one of the big takes that i kind of took issue with was the liberal thing about like i'm not happy when anybody dies <laughs> oh yeah i'm not happy when anyone gets covid um i think my big take is i don't believe he's dead you don't believe he's dead no nah. you know you know multiple navy seals have come out claiming to be the one who killed him <laughs> oh yeah they're all trying to get that poontang you know what i mean <laughs> well you think they're trying to get pussy off of killing bin laden not what else <laughs> not money money from them... book deals oh how i if i did it dude yeah no <laughs> One hundred percent. If I did it, one of them, one of them does. Uh, one of them does speaking tours. He gets paid like twenty thousand to go speak places about like being a Navy about how SEAL. to kill Osama. No, about being a Navy SEAL and leadership. But like that obviously ups his brand that he's the one who killed Osama bin Laden. There's also that thing that <laughs> the two people who claim to have killed him explicitly like violated protocol to run up to the third floor to try to get him before clearing out the other floor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you remember Lexington High School the the morning we got Osama? No, not really. I remember the I remember when Obama was elected. I remember that for sure. I, I not... remember the morning we got Osama explicitly. There was a dude running around in an American flag. God. I mean, fuck the war, fuck all that bullshit. But like, I don't know. It was a, it was a fun day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we got Osama. All right. All right. All okay. right. Twenty thirteen. Miley so many years to go through. <laughs> 2013 miley cyrus twerks during the 2013 mtv vmas i can i can see it in my head right now it's constantly playing like a movie in adrian's head no no just when you brought it up not not you brought up the one (laughs) i just happened to say the thing that's constantly running through your mind Paul, I think of the two of us, you would be more likely to be attracted to Miley Cyrus, based on oh, really? Swift. Uh... Oh, I'm not particularly attracted to her. But no. how did you how did you feel about America losing America's sweetheart? How do you feel about us losing Hannah Montana? About everybody, about our collective, about America's collective daughter growing up. I mean, I think people like to point out Miley Cyrus in particular for like more nuanced discussions of cultural appropriation. Personally, my favorite Ariana Grande. But, yeah, for me, it's like a cultural appropriation thing. Oh, you're upset she twerked because you're like, it should have been a black teen star who twerked. Yeah. Okay. 
That's an interesting take. That's a hot take. That's an for me. I, take. I remember. I remember watching it and being like, "This is incredibly inauthentic." My take was. My take was it's kind of funny. I like it when these things upset like people who do the whole like my children have to see that. Oh well, if it's my children, people, then you know, do the Natalie win like then fuck your shitty child, kill them. <laughs> who cares? But yeah, in terms, I see it more from like the cultural appropriation thing where it's like when people are like that person has dreadlocks, and it's more like well, let, look at someone who's actually profiting off of like an inauthentic display of a culture that they have know nothing about, and you, you that's that's what we're you know. That's what people are really annoyed about. 2014, Hannibal Buress gets up on stage and does his famous bit about why... Have you only ever read his name before? Hannibal Buress? Hannibal Buress. (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal Buress gets up on stage and does his famous Bill Cosby bit about how Bill Cosby shouldn't call up black comedians and criticize them when he has so many rape accusations on his name. That's tight. Thus starting the me too movement thank you hannibal that's tight that's tight yeah that's my take on it like yeah one of the coolest things that hannibal burris's personal beef with a man started a massive social movement whose replications are being felt to this day have you heard of the theory that that stemmed from him working on 30, 30 rock, rock with tina fey yeah. who's been yeah pretty like big on the bill cosby jokes for a while they also made a harvey weinstein joke on 30 rock man that show yeah what's fucking what, what are your thoughts on them do you think they should have been more direct, or do you think that, like, putting those in there... No, because, look, whatever was gonna start the moment, whatever the first domino was gonna be... It wasn't gonna be 30 yeah. Rock, making, like, it, a, yeah. It, well, it, also, I wouldn't have said it was gonna be Hannibal, but I don't think anybody had the responsibility to feel like they had to try to be that first domino. It was, like, right. multiple people throughout the years had constantly been like, y'all, he's a fucking rapist. Like, society didn't want to hear it. Society finally moved to the point where it wanted mm-hmm. to hear it. That first dominant was going to just be the next person who mentioned it. It happened to be Hannibal Ferris. That makes sense. Uh-oh. Yeah, that that is. It's also just um, what I like about it is that it's not a preachy stand-up bit. It's also it holds its it holds its water yeah. as like a very good stand-up bit of like you guys got to pull your pants up. Well, hey, maybe you stop raping people, Bill Cosby. Have you thought about that? <laughs> Like, and it's, it's just a good stand-up. It's one of those bit. things where if you were into stand-up, you knew everybody disliked him. Like, it was an open secret that outside of the rape allegations, other stand-ups thought he was a real smug asshole. Like, young yeah. stand-ups were not embarrassed to talk about Bill Cosby just being one of the rudest, meanest people in the industry. Mm. Calling them up to complain about bits. I mean, what's-his-name had a famous bit about it Um, uh, in the Red Suit special. Eddie Murphy? Raw? Eddie Murphy, yeah. I mean, that was one of the bits from that show was about Bill Cosby being a buzzkill about his comedy. Yeah, 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 about him him swearing too much or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you act like I come on stage and I swear and then I leave. Like, there's jokes in between. Like, that's <laughs> that's that's kind of what the thing is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. 2015. There's a dress, and people don't know if it's white and gold or blue and black. Was that all the way in 2015? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I'm old. Uh, I-, I thought it was blue and black. Oh, really? I thought it was white and gold. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Come here, come here, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's like Laurel and Yanni. It's just one of the least interesting things in my, in my mind. Yeah, that's my take, too. Like, what a waste of time. You can zoom in on the pixels and see what color it really is, and then obviously the rest of it is just some sort of, like, optical illusion. Yeah. Okay, uh, 2016. Uh, so this one, there was like, it was kind of hard to pick what was the biggest story of the year. There was uh, Trump wins the election against Hillary Clinton. Mm. Um, and there was Leonardo DiCaprio wins an Oscar. 
So two big wins. I'm glad we could put an end to the uh, joke of I have as many Oscars as Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. And I'm glad we could put an end to the reign of the Clintons. That's a good take. I'm going to go ahead and just sign off on that. Pretend (laughs) I said the exact same thing, (laughs) y'all. 2017, Logan Paul filmed a YouTube video of a dead body. While is this suicide Japan. forest this is suicide forest <laughs> damn how old am i god damn <laughs> fuck this game um fuck logan paul yeah no piece of shit move to put out a video mayweather should beat body. the shit out of him dude mayweather yeah. is known for i think just like being able to like stamina and like defense and being able to last a lot of rounds without taking any like real hits but like he should have just beat the shit out of fucking logan paul dude um yeah yeah no fuck him I mean, I feel like make, complaining about Logan Paul more than this happening in 2017, just complaining about Logan Paul ages us by about, like, 20 years. Yep. <laughs> but I think I'm willing to take that hit. Fuck Logan Paul. 2018, Elon Musk smokes weed with our fellow podcasting peer, Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. While also still drug testing his workers and firing them for smoking weed. Wait, Joe Rogan? Oh, wait, no, Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm like, he's firing the, he's firing his producer. He's like, Jamie, did you smoke weed this week? <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. And by that, I mean your drug test. <laughs> um, yeah. And by that, no. I mean your penis and piss in this bottle. Pull that up. <laughs> that was still when people were like fanboying for Elon Musk even harder than they do now. And uh, man, fuck that dude. But you didn't think it was cool he smoked weed? He's just like me and you. He smokes weed. I don't. I didn't smoke weed at that point. I was kind of done with that. I also had stopped smoking weed by that point. Yeah. But he's like me and you in high school. He smokes weed, and Ooh, he's a man. CEO. That's who I want. Yeah, that's who I want in charge of Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about him being married to Grimes? Dude, that was one of the best days on the internet ever. Was when their relationship was. Are they married? I remember when their relationship was announced, mm. and uh, and the music board on 4chan was that was mm. the funniest day of the internet ever was mm. the uh, mew on 4chan the the amount of anger they felt that grimes mm. wasn't with them she was with a capitalist <laughs> Oof! no it was hilarious it was like it was un it was unrestrained anger disgust is grimes a sex symbol or is she just like an indie like darling i mean we're talking about mew here she's a sex symbol for for freaks on 4chan's music board. I'm not gonna, I don't actually know what she looks like, so yeah. All right, I might have to, I might have to listen to that. I mean, she's alt. You know what I mean? Like, all, people who like oh, alt music alt are going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a Bjork. That that great uh, Amine line. She Bjork cute, so kind of, sort of. Um, 2019, and this is the final one, Adrian. Kylie Jenner becomes a billionaire. In 2019, Kylie J- Jenner became the youngest ever self-made billionaire. First self-made billionaire no 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 youngest <laughs> she wasn't the first billionaire <laughs> youngest so i was trying to emphasize self-made more than anything else but um yeah i think just like how rihanna is the first good billionaire kylie jenner first self-made billionaire 100 percent self-made those bootstraps she youngest I, I i don't know why you keep saying first <laughs> self-made she's the youngest youngest i think my point still made either way I don't know. I thought I was going to take the opposite stance as you. I think it's really funny when people concentrate on that, like, all rich people aren't scum. Mm. It's like, she didn't do it the right way by exploiting a bunch of, Well, she probably did exploit labor in her own way, but she didn't do it the right way, like Bill Gates or Elon Musk, who exploited factory workers. She just got other companies to put her name on things as a branding to make money. Ugh. Oh, is that an actual take? Is that a take? 
Well, the take is like, she's not self-made because she didn't like, you know, I don't know, like. Oh, mine is that she's not self-made because she comes from a rich family. That, like, she I mean, was. Elon completely... Musk also comes from a, he comes from a diamond family in South Africa. Yeah, because I don't like any of them. Like, I'm not defending her against the other ones. <laughs> I don't know where you thought my opinion was coming from. but I, I feel like is... a lot of people who attacked her for being self-made were not like thinking about like oh every billionaire is kind of equally yeah of scumbag. course like what is it like jeff bezos borrowed like three hundred thousand dollars to start amazon or whatever like yeah 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 no my take is not like it's because she's a woman or whatever i don't know what you thought like what dora what like whatever like whatever saying, dora lee if, thing where saying, dora lee's like people are well, too hard on the kardashians they're no, actually no, smart it, women and they should be praised that's what i was getting at i think I was saying that it might be because of where she sits culturally that some people are harsher than on her than Jeff Bezos as a Kardashian, which is trashy. No. I yeah. wasn't trying to say you were being anti-feminist or something. Um, Anti-Azerbaijani. That or is Armenian. true. I mean, it's oh, Armenian. <laughs> no, no, we're pro-Armenian on this podcast. We're anti-Azerbaijani. Was I right the first time? I'm just trying to figure out where they're from. I forgot where it Oh, was. yeah, yeah. They're, they're Armenian. <laughs> How many Azerbaijanis are in America? Armenians are the ones that, like, exist elsewhere. I don't know. I know a couple. <laughs> you know some Azerbaijanis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some Azerbaijani hotties. W- was there Azerbaijani bodies? <laughs> some Azerbaijani thotties. Paul, big facts, no cap, wrap it up. Yeah, big facts, no cap, let's wrap it up. And my no cap is... People love hearing other people's takes, and everyone needs to hear every one of your takes about everything in the world. So do that. Get a Twitter and do that. Hmm. My big fact is, yeah, if you're not narcissistic enough to have a podcast, have yourself a social media account so that but, but whatever it is, people need to hear your opinions. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Bye, Bye Adrian. Bye. No mistake, girl, I still love you. Make no mistake, girl, I still love you. Make no mistake, girl, I still love you.